Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. You're listening to Faith Seeking Understanding, and I'm your host, John Green. Thanks for being along today. We are um, continuing our look at the um, Sermon on the Mount. We're today in, in Matthew chapter 7. One of the things that I, I wanted to do is I'm going to take a, a few minutes today to just think about one verse, actually. It, it, it seems to not fit with what came before or much what came after it either. It's odd um, where it sits. And it, the, the verse is this, don't give dogs what's holy and don't throw your pearls before pigs lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. It's certainly, uh, like I said, it, does, does that fit with judge not that you be not judged? Or does it fit with what comes next? Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. So does it seem to be any connection to me between those those two pieces um, that's bridged by don't give dogs what is holy and don't throw your pearls before pigs lest they trample them underfoot and attack you? It it's it requires a couple of things here. There's two different things that need to be done. Uh, one is we need to discern. That's the main thing. We need to discern, and we need to discern two things. We need to discern the value of things and then we need to discern what the audience is are, are we talking to dogs and pigs or are we talking to brothers and sisters and but the main thing that i think that this this passage is trying to to teach us to be judicious in some ways but it's got to be balanced in my mind it's got to be balanced against the parable of the sower that will come later obviously um, because the sower sows indiscriminately, and Jesus doesn't criticize the sower for what he does. He he's just supposed to sow where the soil, where the seed lands, and how it produces um, are immaterial in in many many ways. Because otherwise, you would say, "Well, tell him to just throw it on the good ground." But there's there's uh, I think a point and a purpose to that, and I and I think the more that I've thought about it, and the more that I've sort of lived with that parable. That, that I think it has more to do with God preparing the ground. And I, I know that certainly in my life, people uh, sowed seed, and there were times in my life when the ground was rocky, and there was not much produced, or it was thorny, or whatever. And, and then suddenly, God did something. You know, there's no way to know exactly what he did, because it's probably, you know, a, a combination of, of a great many things, and then suddenly uh, there was fertile ground and it actually struck that fertile ground and, and began to produce something, something that would last. And so I, I think that we have to be careful to balance this uh, little parable. Uh, don't give dogs what is holy and don't throw your pearls before pigs. I, I think you have to balance that against the sower and against the amount of time Jesus actually spent um, sort of arguing with uh, his his uh, enemies, and it's it's not unfair to say that that way because they put him on a cross, so they absolutely considered Jesus their enemy rather than their savior. But but he he didn't stop speaking to them. He didn't seek them out. They sought him out. <laughs> Typically, he didn't he didn't go and try and find all the Pharisees in any given place and speak there. But but neither. Did he make value judgments about people in that way? Um, he, he didn't look and say, well, Zacchaeus is swine 
or a dog. No, he chose Zacchaeus specifically to do something. The, the reality is we don't have any idea. Those are judgments that we're unable to make effectively. Um, and if you doubt that, then read the story of David being consecrated king. Because Samuel wanted to consecrate all his brothers, even his father, David's father, didn't bother bringing David because he had overlooked David. But then God says, I, I see the heart. Don't look with the eyes of man at things. And then, so you, you see this over and over. And, and, and many of the people to whom Jesus spoke, you know, why does he hang out with tax collectors and sinners? They might as well have been saying, why does he hang out with dogs and pigs? And so you've you got to be careful about that. You can't, we can't determine who those people are, but, but we have to be judicious about what it is we give them, you know, and, and I know that, for instance, whenever I'm working on a podcast and I, and I get some fresh insight, then I'm not going to go share that with everybody. I'm going to judiciously choose who I share those things with privately. And it's largely because I, I think these people will find this of value. And so I'm careful about what I share with different people, you know, so there's even brothers and sisters. I mean, there's some people that that I don't share everything with because I don't think they're ready to grasp what it is. They don't have the background or when they respond to me, they're, they're likely to respond with some political thing that I'm not even thinking about at all. Um, and so it, it's just it, it's a matter of how do we how do we treat the things, the insights and things that God gives us? What do we do with those things? Do we have great value for them? Because that's the first thing I think that we have to deal with is to recognize sometimes that, that when God gives us insights, when he gives us fresh stuff, then we need to really value it. Um, we need to understand, because that's what he's saying here, don't give dogs what is holy or throw your pearls before pigs. And so those two things, it, it requires first a right discernment of what we have and properly value what it is that we've been given. Do we do that? That's the first thing we need to do is to discern that. Like I said, I don't share everything with everybody. I, I share with specific people typically. Um, there, there's, there's a few people that whenever I think I got something that, that excites me, that I'm going to go to them. And I'm going to share it with them. In spite of the fact that I have a great many brothers and sisters in Christ, these people are the people that I know that would appreciate that and would also be able to give me constructive feedback and criticism to the extent that I'm going in a wrong direction. I trust these people. Um, it's a pretty small circle, frankly. But I trust these people because they know the Word. And so I share with them these things. And then I share it with you all. Uh, but it's got to start with the process of discerning, is this something good? Is it something of, of value? And if so, then you have to share it, right? I mean, you, you don't hoard that for yourself. But, but I do, like I said, selectively uh, determine who I'm going to share these things with at any given time. Um, I want people to, to be able to give me feedback based on the fact that they are in the Word as well. And I use them as a sounding board and a check on things before I, before I sit down and record those things. And I am very appreciative of those people. It would make zero sense to share that, some of that stuff with, with a, a great many people. And so I, I'm not making a value judgment on my friends 
um, and saying, well, your Christianity is not as real, as good, as whatever, as that person's. No, I'm just saying I value that person's judgment because I know those people to be people who are in the Word of God on a regular basis and who in the past have shared things with me that allow me to be able to trust their judgment on these things as opposed to people who who um, who are, have a relationship with Jesus, but they're they're really not people of the word <laughs> very much, and so that's kind of what I'm what I'm getting at is is that I'm not judging their Christianity in any shape, form, or fashion. I'm just judging where they are along a continuum at any given point in time. It doesn't mean you you'll be in that same place six months from now. I mean, I'm certainly not the same person that I was when I first kind of came back to the Lord at, at the age of 30. I'm a different person than I was then. I have a different and deeper, I think, understanding of the Word of God. I certainly have a, a greater familiarity, let's say, with the Word of God. I'm not going to take credit for very much, um, but, but I do. I am pretty familiar with the Word of God, at least, you know, chunks of it. So I, I'm going to be careful about that because I'm, I'm going to see something as of great value uh, and, and I'm going to treat it with that respect that it's owed, right? I'm not going to waste it um, by by giving it to somebody who is is not going to get it at all. <laughs> it's not not going to see it, or they're going to misinterpret it. And so uh, it's it's like I said, it's it's not a value judgment because people are where they are at any given point in time. So I'm going to choose who I'm going to share those things with. Um, and like I said, I have a very tight circle of people that I would, would do that with before I come and share it here a little more broadly. Um, and, and I think that, that we do need to, we need to treasure and value the insights that God gives us. It's, it's not to say that we shouldn't preach the gospel all the time. We should. We should absolutely always preach Christ and Him crucified at all times and in all places. Um, that, that is the greatest treasure of all to be honest, and yet we're just called to indiscriminately preach that. Now, there are other people that I wouldn't share things with because they wouldn't get it. They don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't profess Christianity in any shape, form, or fashion, and so I would never share it with them in any forum or any, um, not the gospel now. I'm not talking about the gospel. Um, I, I, I'm just saying that the sort of the, the deeper insights that God gives us about things, you know, like where you can make a connection between something in the Old Testament, something in the New Testament, something Jesus said versus something what Paul said or, or whatever. You can see these things, but there's, there's zero reason to share that with, with people who are not Christian and who are not in the Word. And so it, it becomes a matter of uh, understanding that. But then we have to also think, well, what are pigs and dogs? Well, I mean, for us, dogs are a source of great joy for many of us. But that's not always been true, and it's not always true now even. Um, the, so in the, in the time of Jesus and in the time of Moses and, and all of those periods of time, dogs were kind of considered to be sort of unclean animals that, because they ate carrion you know, dead stuff, and, and they hung around and they traveled in packs. They weren't really pets so much as they are today. There was, there's, there's not that same sense of most dogs. In fact, when you get to Revelation 22, when it describes the city of God, it'll say outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshipers, and all who love to live a lie. And so the, they're free range. <laughs> they're, they're not considered to be you know, a good or 
holy or um, clean animal. And so at one point, it, it, Moses is instructed to take anything like roadkill, something you find dead, and, and you don't eat that. You give that to the dogs. And then the, when you see Jesus connect with the Syrophoenician woman, you know, she asks him to heal her daughter. And what, is, what does he say? You know, it's not right for the children's bread to be given to the dogs. And, and what does she say? She says, well, eat, the dogs get to eat the crumbs under the children's table. And so when Jesus says that, then he's, he's piercing and pricking their consciences because he, he, Jesus is not obviously not sharing that uh, summary judgment of this woman that she is one of the dogs simply because she's not um, uh, uh, an Israelite. And he ultimately commends her faith greatly. So that's clearly not what's going on there. He's proving something there and pulling something out of this woman. So he, but he does use this little example, this little metaphor um, in that instance, I think. So, but, but dogs were not clean animals. They were, they were not highly regarded in society then. And I can remember being in Rwanda years ago and, um, one of the people whose home I was in, I heard a dog bark, and the dog was in the kitchen. And this guy spoke mostly French and Kenyarwandan. So when he when he communicated outside of uh, people with you know, who spoke Kenyarwandan, he would speak French mostly because that was more his native tongue. And so I asked, I said, "Oh, you have a dog? I didn't know that. What's what's the dog's name?" And he kind of gave me a funny look, and he said, "Chien." which means dog <laughs> in French. It that he he had a purpose not a name. His job was to guard. It was to be there to protect the family. It, it, it wasn't to be a pet so much. But that wasn't universally true in Rwanda. Um, there, there were other dogs that, that people had, but not many, frankly. And then the same with pigs. I mean, pigs, pigs are an unclean animal. They're, they're one, of the, you know, one of the nastiest creatures <laughs> on earth because they live in the mud, they, but they can also be mean. And so what, what Jesus is saying here, I think, is, is be careful who you share things with. Be discerning about the audience you share certain things with. Um, he, he never tells us to be discerning about sharing the truth of the gospel. But those other things, I think, are the things that we need to be discerning about. Um, but we don't need to—and to, and he's not saying treat people like pigs and dogs or come up with judgments about people as pigs and dogs, because if you did that, then you're breaking what he told you just before that, to judge not that you be not judged. I think it has a whole lot more to do with valuing the treasures that you're given and knowing who is appropriate to share those with. I've certainly been frustrated in times in my life when I shared something and it felt like I got a lot of pushback on something, largely because people didn't understand the context. They didn't understand what what was going on or, or where I was coming from because they lacked the, the understanding of the Word of God to appreciate the, the parallel, for instance. And so that that's the way that I look at this passage about don't give dogs what is holy or throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. It's be discerning in what you share with people and understand that God gives you great treasures, things that, that have deep meaning to you that, that may not have meaning for everyone else that you come into contact with. And so be careful about that, because otherwise those things will just get treated badly, and, and, and we don't want that to happen to anything to do with the Word of God or the understanding of God the Father.
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.